Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Feenster Zoo. My name's Spencer, and uh, thank you for joining me for another episode here. I don't know if you guys caught last episode or not, but I'm sure Lane and I talked about me wanting to go back to season one and redo a lot of what I talked about back then. Basically, over the past year, one, I've learned how to do this better, learned how to podcast better, learned how to talk to you better. But I've also learned a lot through personal development, personal reading. Uh, Shalane and I have taken several great steps forward in our relationship. So, yeah, just I've learned a lot. So the same topics I've talked about before, I now have better and deeper insight insight on. So that's what I'm going to start doing here. So... This will be the third attempt at this topic. This is rhythms and boundaries. But I feel like I can I can do it better. I can convey my thoughts and feelings better. Join me here. Yeah, let's jump into it. What are rhythms and boundaries? Um, great place to start. Start with rhythms. Um, this would be the natural ebb and flow of daily life, monthly life, and yearly occurrences. Rhythms being um, Christmas comes in December. I go to work every morning. Every week we have a date night. Every month there, like there, that's that's rhythms right there. Boundaries, a little bit harder. These are self-imposed rules to act as safety rails to keep you and your partner safe to protect your relationship protect your 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 spouse making sure everyone is safe and happy now with these like anything we need to approach them with intentionality if you're wanting to be successful in anything it's not going to happen on accident if you want to run a marathon, you can't just wake up that morning and run. You're going to get hurt. You need to pre-plan, you need to train, and you need to set yourself up for success. Why should your relationship be any different? We've all heard that old adage that practice makes perfect. But I had a basketball coach basically from grade 6 right through till I graduated high school. And she always said, only perfect practice makes perfect. The purpose behind this is that you want to run each drill, do each piece of training like you would your championship game. 
you you need to make that effort in practice so it comes out basically as muscle memory during the game. Why do I bring this up? Because the adage is true. I believe that we should give our relationships that fighting chance. And for us to do that, we need to practice, air quotes, and set ourselves up for success. When we practice sports, we're setting up those rhythms and habits that get created over time. So like I said, it's muscle memory. When we make choices over time, the similar choices we make form habits. Those habits create our rhythms. Let me give you a personal example. Part of my weekly rhythm is a weekly meeting with Shalane where we check in with each other and go over the next week's schedule, ensuring that we have our expectations set and also our finances in check. We create this time to air any hurts between us. We celebrate our highlights from the previous week, make notes as to our low points during the week, and make sure that our dreams and our desires are progressing. This unbelievably good. We use um, a, a book, it's called The Marriage Journal by Jeremy and Audrey Roloff. This book has been an absolute game changer in our household. Like I said, it, it gives us that time to talk about things that, you know, there's never a good time to talk about them. Bring up our hurts and our grievances with each other if we have any. But that weekly check-in of celebration that you know this was a fantastic point in my week or you know this is what I need prayer for this week this is what I can do for you this week and so on and so forth like it just sets that expectation so that we're on the same page we're playing out of the same book another rhythm that we've created is game nights with family Saturdays uh, we still play Mario Kart with Shalane's sister and brother-in-law down in Florida and um, Shalane's dad over on um, an island just off the big island here. Um, we all play every Saturday night or pretty much every Saturday night and it's good just like intentional there's that word again intentional family time. Um, the next night Sunday nights we actually play a board game with my mom and stepdad and my best friend Kevin who also joins a lot of nights for Mario Kart. Uh, but we've created these these habits, we've created these rhythms that there's something to look forward to every week. There's good time together that we plan for every week. It just sets us up for success. Now, these habits or rhythms, they don't need to be daily or weekly. For instance, Every year, Shalene and I prayerfully consider a word or a phrase to help guide that year. This rhythm is more of a guiding principle. It's like a check-in to make sure that we're keeping our mind focused on bettering ourselves throughout the year. This year, we set our, our words to be truth and compassion. So we have these posted in our kitchen and we'll look at them every day, but once a year we set them. 
my whole point with this is that we can form habits and rhythms in whatever we do, no matter it is, making sure the, the, the trick is making sure that we're forming proper habits because it works the other way as well. If you make a habit of lying to your spouse, let's take a, a Disney example, um, in The Incredibles, you know, Mr. Incredible lies to his wife every week and says he goes bowling, but he actually goes and listens to a police scanner. This is a rhythm that he does every week. Not a good one. That lie, that rhythm, that habit is a point of division between him and his wife. But it's something that I'm sure he, you know, creating a backstory, <laughs> he probably did to get that little thrill of being a superhero, but he had to lie to his wife to do it. That habit is a division. So it's making sure that we set the right habits, the right rhythms in our life, because perfect practice makes perfect. Now we set up these safety rails that I like to call boundaries as well. These boundaries are non-negotiable lines we choose that we do not cross. Think of, it, think of this as a safety rail on a highway. They're not put past the point of no return. They're put up where if something goes wrong, if you make a mistake, you're not crossed that line. You're still safe from the fall. This is the same for our personal boundaries. We make these personal rules at a point not to our absolute limit or to our breaking point, but set back from the cliff. So if we were to slip, if we were to fail, if we were to make a mistake, we are still safe. We must set up these boundaries. We must set up these protective lines to protect ourselves and our relationship and our spouse so that it holds us above question and we hold ourselves accountable to our actions. Our rules, our guidelines go something like this. Okay? Here's some examples. No phones after nine o'clock in my house. There's no, they, Shalane and I both have our iPhone set up that all of the apps turn off and we have to punch in our password to turn them back on. You can still text me, you can still call me, but chances are, if I answer you, it's going to be on my, my, uh, my watch because my phone's likely put down somewhere. Now, I know you've heard this before, but I don't think I've ever truly explained why. You see, creating this boundary does two major things. One, it forces Shalane and I to be attentive to each other and live in the moment. And two, from that previous point, this living in the moment with each other, it forms, forces intimacy between the two of us. Now, another tech-based one with similar whys is no phone zones in my house. Again, no phones are allowed in my bed. This is a place of intimacy between Shalane and I, not between Siri and I. Another one is, in this house, we observe the Sabbath, and there's so much to unpack here. 
but for starters, no phones and no shop talk on Sundays. This is a day of rest to work out of, not another day of work in my home. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on this, I do have a few episodes from last season on the practice of Sabbath. Um, If you want a good one to start on, look up the episode, The Digital Carnivore. Um, All of these and more are boundaries in my home. But today I want to talk more about the why rather than the what. See, why bother? Why put restrictions on my own life? Why self-impose rules in my life? Well, for starters, to protect my relationship. And that's not a small, like, joke. Like, this is something I take real seriously. Protecting our relationship is paramount. Think of it this way. It's not adding restrictions to my life. It's a safeguard to keep me safe and on the right path. Take the no phones after 9 o'clock thing. Okay? This safeguard keeps us from using our phones and becoming addicted in the evening and actually encourages Shalane and I to get much more out of our day and much more out of our time together. So this safeguard becomes actually life-giving rather than restrictive. I, I think it's worth taking a minute to talk about this perspective shift. See, if we approach this idea with a negative attitude, it will become restrictive, you'll become resentful, possibly spiteful, and eventually you'll just drop it. And if you're anything like me, and I'm willing to bet that you are, you become addicted to your phone. You won't think about it, but you'll start scrolling, and before you know it, two hours have gone by, and you've missed out on time with your spouse time with your kids, productive time in your home. It's so much easier and so much better pull out a deck of cards and play play Go Fish. I don't care. We, we play a game called Sawstad quite frequently. If you're interested, shoot me a message. I'll tell you all about it. Kind of like Phase 10. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just become so life-giving when we look at this in the right attitude. And so much about life is the attitude in which we approach it. Okay, um, one of my favorite movies is called The Guardian. It's got Kevin Costner and Ashton Kutcher. They play uh, Coast Guard rescue swimmers. Kevin Costner's the teacher, and he uses a line that hits me every time I watch this movie. He said, The only difference between you and the victim you're there to save is the attitude in which you enter the water. So if we are to set up our own list of boundaries, what attitude are you entering the water in? Are you the rescue swimmer there to save your relationship? Or are you just trying not to drown? All right, back to the why of things. Why do we need boundaries? These seemingly simple or in some cases insignificant rules keep us safe from ever being tempted into doing something that could hurt our relationship. Here's one I just talked to a friend about not too long ago. We don't spend one-on-one time with people of the opposite sex. Now, please, I don't want to hear things like, you, I don't trust Shalane, or she doesn't trust me. Of, of course we trust each other. 
And, of course, I can spend time with my mom. And, like, these are things I got from previous episodes, so it's not like these are out of the blue. Don't be so ridiculous when you're thinking about these things. <laughs> Think of it this way. If I'm t- if I'm talking with my coworker five days a week, we're bound to create a friendship. And then if I go to lunch with said coworker, this would become more of a close friendship and we'd start creating an emotional connection with each other. Now that could grow and that could breed um, more of a, a not physically intimate, but emotionally intimate relationship. That emotional connection, let me put this bluntly, um, an emotional affair is still an affair. Whether it's been physically consummated or not, it's still an affair. Now, it doesn't have to be an active decision either. I don't know of anyone who just woke up going, hey, I'm going to cheat on my spouse today. That seems like a great idea. No, it doesn't happen like that. I know several people who have ended up in compromising positions because they didn't have safeguards in place to protect them from getting to that point. I think of it like this. We don't put seatbelts on after a car crash. We wear them hoping nothing happens. However, if something does happen... We're just a little bit safer. All this to say, if we we don't let ourselves get into these positions that could breed that emotional connection or intimacy with another person, we know that nothing can happen. It gives us a safety rail and helps us live without ever having to be questioned. Alright, here's one that seems pretty straightforward, but I think think it needs to be on your list in my opinion okay never speak poorly about your spouse to others look conflict in a relationship is bound to happen in fact i think to a point being in a relationship you need to have some conflict not in a toxic way but we're two imperfect people and we're living in a broken world We're not the same. We don't agree on everything. Shalane and I sure don't. There's bound to be some conflict somewhere. It doesn't have to be a major blow-up, but no, disagreements happen. And when you're in a relationship, you need to find a healthy way to blow off some steam. Again, we're imperfect people. It needs to happen. However, bad-mouthing Shalane is never an option. If I have conflict if I have conflict with her, we call it heated fellowship, but it's between her and I, not my mom and us, not my best friend and us. It's between Shalane and I. Getting together with a group of friends and ripping into your spouse, this just breeds disconnection between yourself and your spouse. You're putting your husband or you're putting your wife or significant other whatever you're putting them on blast it's just when you do it behind closed doors it makes it okay and that can never happen if i'm being honest it's distasteful and it's disrespectful 
This goes for social media too. Why on earth you'd want to put your drama in the public eye in the first place, I don't know. That's not me. That's not the cloth I'm cut from. But the same rule stands. Disrespecting my spouse, especially online, never an option. It's bad taste. It's bad form. Makes you look petty. No. If I have conflict with Shalane, we settle it between Shalane and I. Next one. Prioritizing your relationship over all other relationships. Guys, I've said it so many times. Priorities are God, Shalane, my kids, everyone else. That's the godly order. That's biblical. It's how it has to be. Doing this, prioritizing your dynamic like this, God, wife, or husband, kids, everything else. It shows honor and respect to your spouse. Showing this allows them to know how important they are to you without ever asking. It will allow intimacy to grow and bring your family unit closer together. Speaking from a parental standpoint, when I show Shalane that kind of honor and that kind of respect and that kind of dignity, that shows my girls how they should be treated when it's time for them to, to pick a husband. Who doesn't want that for their kids? Have you ever met anyone be like, man, I hope my daughter ends up with a real jerkwad. I want her to be disrespected. I want her to be hit in her relationship. That sounds great. No, no, that's not how it goes. No, I want my daughters to find a man who treats them better than I treat their mom. And don't wrong, I treat Shalane great. Ask her, I think I do a pretty good job of this. But I want better for my daughters than I am. I want them to find better men than me. Setting my priorities right ensures that they know what they need to look for. To bring it back here, setting these priorities right, it brings intimacy and togetherness into your relationship. And that is the whole point. This togetherness, this unity... I'm not saying you need to be together 24-7 or have all the same hobbies and interests and do all the same things, whatever, but you need to be on the same team or be on the same page. Like the, the whole goal of everything I care about in relationships is basically for people to be understood and to understand one another. To know and be known, or to love and be loved. To that point, here's another boundary or guiding principle or rule or whatever. Share yourself with your spouse. And I'm talking more than just physically, more than talking communication, but your hobbies and interests. With the limited time we have in a day as functioning adults in this society, if you prioritize something enough to give it consistent time in your schedule and in your life, it's obviously important to you. So why wouldn't you want to share that with your best friend? You know, 
why wouldn't you want your best friend to join in that thing with you? If you're like me, you can probably only entertain one, maybe two hobbies at any given time. For me, that's usually golf and video games. Now, it's snowing and raining and gross out, so right now it's video games. Now, I always struggle to fill my personal time. I either have to stay up late and play video games in the middle of the night, or chalk out time where I'm not with my wife and kids to go play golf. Usually with Kevin, my best friend, we talk about him all the time, I'm sure you know who he is, and Shalane's grandpa. We usually go golfing together about once a month, maybe twice, a handful of times if I'm lucky, especially through the summer. But I always struggle to fill that personal time, that like just Spencer time. And what's really helped is inviting Shalane into those times, into those aspects of my life. Like, she doesn't particularly enjoy video games, especially not the ones that I like to play. But she's always down to try. Now, she knows I love them, so she's down. And it's allowed me to open up a different part of my life to her, and it's allowed her to know me better. Now, this has grown our intimacy and literally just our togetherness because now we know each other more. Again, I'm not saying that you have to love all the same things. All I'm saying is simply to try. Who knows, maybe you find something that you you also love that you never thought of trying before. Maybe you find something that appeals to you in your spouse's hobby. And even if it's simply just the extra time together... I say this worth it. No, Shalane is never going to love Call of Duty. It's not going to happen. But we found Dr. Mario, Just Dance, you know, Champions of Norath when I play my PS2. Like, these things, Shalane actually, I'm not going to go so far as to say she loves them. No, Dr. Mario and Just Dance are a lot easier. But they're fun. We get good quality time out of this together. Now this is called the principle of sharing, and I've done an episode of its own in the past, and I will likely revisit it because it's super worthwhile. Now all of this is to come back to my major guiding principles, both in life and for this podcast. Set your priorities straight, and to live and love intentionally. Guys, that's my whole shtick, my whole mantra, guiding principles, whatever you want to call it. We have 24 hours to give time to whatever matters most every day. And you have to decide that every day. We must choose to love each other every day. Everything we do is a choice. Happiness, love, joy, anger, resentment, grudges. Guys, this is all a choice. All I'm saying is... Are you prepared to make yours, to live with intention, and to love on purpose? To bring this back to the main theme here, guys, it's these rhythms, these habits we form are, like I said, it's a choice. These boundaries we set up for ourselves, they help us make the right choice. That's what I've got for you today, guys. 
I hope I did it more justice this time. <laughs> Maybe I'll make a part four to this down the road. I don't know. There's always more to be said because this is such an important foundational setup for our relationships. This is basically what we build everything off of. So for today, guys, thank you for joining me. Thank you for giving me your time. I know it's valuable. So for now, God bless, and I'll see you in a few weeks.